This afternoon, we are truly blessed, and I want to invite Chaim Mailspin to come forward. Um, I, can, I can introduce him forever, but um, I've known Chaim since, I've known him and his family since he was 15. And um, when they first moved to the land of Israel, and, uh, and then we moved shortly after he moved there, and he was part of our congregation, him and his family, and one of my kids, he's one of my kids, and God is just, he's an incredible, and I'm not just saying that, but, you know, he's, 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 he's just a man of passion, loves, loves Yeshua with all of his heart, and he's also a man from the Galilee. He, he's, he's, he's a man of the Galilee, and he has a heart for that part. He lives in Tiberias, and um, so I just, um, he, he's the, he leads a messianic congregation there, part of our Tikkun network, but also he's the director of the Aliyah Return Center, and some of us have been there. We were there a couple of years ago, yeah, and uh, it's a beautiful, awesome place, but I'm going to let him share that. I just want to pray over him. Father, I just thank you for my friend, my brother, my son, spiritual son. Bless him, anoint him as he shares with us in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. And we will be taking a love offering for his ministry after the service. So, yep. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Stu and Millie. Oh, God bless you guys. Just, there is a peace here, huh? There's a real just, oh, just the Lord is with us, and I feel right at home for sure. Not just the amazing hospitality of Mary and Tom over in the farm, uh, but like uh, d just the way, I mean, the Hebrew, and it feels like I'm right in the Galilee still in a way. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't, don't say the pronunciation. No, but I, and like a place that, well, it's named Chaim, <laughs> and you can put that on the screen if you want, but the, yeah, so um, it's the light of life. Imagine that we can live in a, in a life that just shines light. And I want to share that the Galilee is promised to shine light. And there's a connection. I feel a, a stronger connection even forming now between the Galilee, Israel, and here. And, uh, but like a play, look at this place that honors the history, honors the word of God, but even honors the prophetic word, the future, the prophetic destiny we all have together. And like I was just looking, like this menorah, how old is that menorah, you know? And... God's presence is with us here, and think it's this, the great return of God's presence when it's poured out on all flesh, right? When the prophecy, go, it's exciting where we're going together, and, and sometimes we can lose hope in the battle, and we can get de a little depressed, and we can say, what's going on, you know, and I can share what's going on, boots on the ground in Israel, and, uh, but I was looking even at this Torah scroll. You guys have a really cool Torah scroll right here, 400 years old that I hear, well, yeah, and so that's so if it's if 400 years, so that's 1776, 255 years older than America, then if it's 500 years old. <laughs> and look at how old, uh, just how old the Jewish people are since God called Abraham 4,000, more than 4,000 years ago. And God's still doing something with Israel. He still has a plan, He hasn't given up. And we're in a redemption story. We're in the middle of a redemption story. So, yeah, so I'm from the Galilee. I call myself Chaim the Galilean. And uh, I'll see if this little clicker works. And I brought some pictures, but I just wanted to give testimony and encouragement 
that right now we're in the middle of this redemption story. I believe we're in a turning point in the story, too. I believe so, and I can share why, both here and in America. So uh, both here and in Israel, sorry, in America and in Israel. Uh, do the right arrow for a second, just for the first one, that, that right arrow. Shalom and joy in redemption. There you go, just once there, yeah, boom. Let's see if this works now. I'll turn this on, and it works great. All right, um, I wanted to talk about the road to redemption. All of us are looking at Aleph, and we want to get straight to Taf, or A, and you want to get straight to Z, to the prophetic future. We want to get there, right? But all these letters come in between, all these twists and turns. I didn't plan for this road to look like the road right outside here, <laughs> but it kind of does. It kind of does. This road curving and winding looks kind of like the road right, winding right here. almost looks like the very hills. Um, and also, there was like a confirmation with Siri when Siri shared about how there's a, a time of redemption and then there's an end of that time with the Amorites. And I was like, well, that's exactly what, what I wanted to share about. This is the time that we're alive for. We don't need a time machine. We don't need to go back to the time of Joshua, not even back to the time of Yeshua. Yeshua is with us now, and this is our time to shine. This is our moment. And it's, you know, when things are easy, we were talk, Tom and I were talking about this a bunch, and Mary, when things are easy, it, it's, it's not good because you can't see what's real often. Diamond, it has to be in pressure to be formed, you know? It's pressure, and it's when times are hard. That's when you see what's real, and who's real, and who's really part of the remnant. Who's not giving up when, it's, when you're getting tired, and who's not giving up hope? So there's a fullness, I believe, shalom, a greater fullness that we're going to reach. We're believers. We have Yeshua in us, but there's a greater fullness that I believe we're going to go towards as this turning point happens, and joy. Joy is a big part of it. The rejoicing, and, and rejoicing even if we don't feel like it, even, especially if we don't feel like it. There's a joy because it's in the Bible. It's in this old Torah scroll <laughs> and that says about this joy, and I wanted to quickly talk about that a little bit. Let's see if this will, ba-boom. Let's try this again. Okay, um, click that right arrow one more time. Yes, um, Sometimes, just the first one. So there's a national redemption of the United States, you know, and there is a personal redemption. There's a national, there's a personal. You know, I'll go back to that for a second. I, I totally know that um, we can feel sometimes just like plateauing, like let's just hide out in our house. Let's just, in the Galilee, not have to risk, not take any risks, because you're like, why should I do that? Just sort of plateau. I think that's not what we need to do now. I think it's the time of full, like you were saying, going to the state house. That's great. Actions of redemption, because it's, it's on our watch. This tipping point, this turning point is on our watch. Um, and so we know there's a sheep nation, Matthew 25. You know how in Matthew 25, there's these nations that Yeshua gathers, and he says, these ones have done, done it right. They've heard the voice of the shepherd, and I like all these flags, too. So these flags back there, it's like every nation gets a chance to shine and gets a chance to be redeemed. And then the chance is over. But they get a really good chance, and God brings the right people, you guys, in on the scene for that purpose. So Matthew 25 is when the time's up. And he says, okay, those who, those who are redeemed come to the right side. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Those who are goats go to the left. You know the story. Matthew 25, Galilean parables. Got to love them. 
us Galileans love the Galilean parables. But there's blessing that we can live in, and of course cursing if we don't go, don't follow the voice of the shepherd. And here's just this, have you heard this before? Thermometer versus thermostat, anyone? Yes. It's kind of cool because some people, and you'll recognize them, it's just like a thermometer. The room's a little hot. The room's a little cold. You know, it's a little uncomfortable right now. Man, someone should do something about this room. It needs, something needs to happen. It's a little too warm in here. It's a little too cold. Can somebody, that's a thermometer. Or are we a thermostat where we know that we're a thermostat, it measures, and then it takes action, redemptive action, to change the, the, the room. You know what I mean? It'll put in cold air, or warmer. And that is what, I think we are all thermostats here, right? Who here feels like they're a thermostat? Amen. I know God's called us to be a thermostat wherever we are. So I put some pictures together about, you know, pictures of Israel. Of course, that's the Galilee in the middle. Well, the Sea of Galilee boat. It's so fun that this place gets like, all, like Ted Pierce, Joshua Aaron. All, like, I'm like, all my friends are, all my friends are here. This is great. And uh, have them get up. That's right. Get Shiloh and everybody. So Aaron Schust. Okay, you remember the story of Naaman? Naaman, okay, and you remember he, there was a slave girl that he took to the kingdom of Aram, okay, and they spoke Aramaic. And they took them to the kingdom of Aram, and this little slave girl says, hey, uh, why don't you go to the man of God in Israel and, and you can get rid of your leprosy? She didn't have to do that. She didn't have to be bring about peace between two warring nations and bring about a blessing. She didn't have to do that. She could have said, I'm just a slave girl. I'm just trapped here. What about Esther? Esther, she's, she's essentially a slave in exile. She didn't have to, for such a time as this, and step forward and, and take redemptive action. She didn't have to. But God has a heart for redemption. This is what makes God happy is redemption, the most happy. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But just really quick, as per introduction, there we are in, the, in, in Israel. There's me, my little son, Nadav. Deanna, we just had our 10-year anniversary, married in Jerusalem, woohoo! and she's originally Canadian, she's right now in Canada with the family, she has family there, um, and then Matia, call him team leader because he's so responsible, and a uh, little buddy down there, Hadar, and uh, so, so we are part of redemption, redemption story, and I, there's proof of it, there's some proof, which I shared with them some last night, of how God is fulfilling his word directly right now, even through all the crazy, even right now, yeah? All the Galilean parables, you think about how Yeshua stood in the Galilee there, by the Sea of Galilee, that's the Sea of Galilee, that's the Golan Heights, my brother lives right up on top there. You know, what was he talking about? He was talking about, you know, like the lost sheep, okay, lost sheep. He's like, these 99 sheep are here, but what I care about is the redemption of this sheep that was lost. I care about the journey in the dark. That's what makes me happy. You want to know what makes God happy? I, he cares about the redemption of that one son, that one sheep. He cares about nation's redemption. Makes God really happy. He loves worship, but this is another thing. And, you know, there's not enough of talk about redemption, I think, in it used to be. Like, what is that song? Uh, I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of... There's different kind of redeemed songs. 
my Redeemer lives. You know, I think that if we recognize that we're alive for such a time as this, for our part in this great story, which has to do with Israel, then we'll be more, we'll, we'll not overlook ourselves sometimes. We can almost overlook ourselves when God's like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> so that's what he's, and by the way, all the Galileans' favorite verse is Isaiah 9, verse 1 and 2, which talks about this Galilee of the nations by way of the sea along the Jordan River. It is a place that sat in contempt in darkness. Unto it a light shines. He says a light shines there, and it talks about I will honor it in the future. And I believe that we're positioned there as part of a template which started in the Galilee, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and ends of the earth. And once again, it's happening again. It's happening, the great redemption. So really fast, I'll tell really fast, how did I get to Israel? Because I actually carry two passports. Woo! <laughs> one is Israeli and one is American. <laughs> Two citizenships, yes, I actually was born in America. Grew up in Israel, right? Met them when I got there, uh, age 15. Some of the first people I met, you know? But I was born in America, and we were a Jewish family, and praying about our aliyah. You guys know the word aliyah. So we were reading, singing some of these songs, like, uh, but the redeemed of the Lord shall return, and come with singing. Anyone heard this song? So, oh, the redeemed, and I'm like, wait a second, the redeemed of the Lord will return, and there's going to be supernatural joy. Oh, interesting. Part of this redemption story has to do with Aliyah. So we were reading through these Aliyah scriptures, not Allah, <laughs> Aliyah, <laughs> and, and so then we said, Lord, maybe we should get an actual sheep wool and make a fleece and figure out when is the timing for it. Yeah, Aliyah means the ascension, like if you're going up an escalator, you're, you're making aliyah to the second floor of Walmart or whatever. <laughs> okay? So you're making aliyah, but it really means the return of the Jewish people, as promised, 700 times to the land of Israel. So as promised, 700 times that there will come a day that they will return. We have a little starter kit of 64 Aliyah scriptures, and we're starting to pray through them in the ministry. We're praying through them all the time, just like I would do when we were younger, uh, when we were growing up, praying through these and saying, Lord, how and when and what's the redemptive story? And your spirit gets poured out. Ezekiel 36, not just a sprinkle, you get the outpour, which I'm so excited about because that's going to happen, you know? So this, we were reading these, and we said, Lord, when's the timing that we're to move to Israel? And I, I, we, I'd never been on a plane before, ever. And so my dad says, God will show us a sign. Do you need, a, like, a sheep wool, like a fleece? No, no, God will give us a sign, okay, my dad said. So we go to our meeting, and this guy walks in. Maybe you've heard this story before. Long white hair, long white beard. Wasn't Santa Claus. <laughs> and... Uh, so he comes in and he says, God sent me here with a sign for this family of eight. Dad's name is Reuben. And I'm not from around here. I'm like, what's your, Zebulun? Zebulun, okay. That, by the way, that's the Galilee region, Zebulun, Naphtali. Funny enough. And he comes in and he's like, uh, I want to do this publicly. I'm going to ask the leader if I can come and share something at the end. So he comes to the front. They say yes. And he says to my fa our family, come up, all eight of us, come to the front. He says to my dad, can you just put your hands out? My dad puts his hands out, and he put in his hands gold coins. 
gold coins, Fort Knox. Boom. And we were like, what in the world? And he said, this is for your aliyah. This is to help you get there. It's a, it's a prophetic act. And I, you know, prophetic acts can get you people like, what, what are they doing? They're prophetic. This is 700 prophecies behind this. This is, you know, a prophetic act. And so my dad said, let's sell everything. We did. We sold everything. And off we went. We went everyone was crying, drove us to the airport, landed in Israel. Long story short, became citizens, full citizens. And I realized that part of our, and I want to give you this, uh, I'll, if you write your email in the back, I'll definitely, I have a place for you to write your email, I'll send it to you, I have some printed out, but it would be great, great physician prescribes one a day, take it in the morning with water for a healthy prophetic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's good to look at these because they don't automatically ring the bells in your mind right away. Someone's like, Jeremiah 32, verse 41, I will plant them in the land with all of my heart and all of my soul. Only time in the Bible God says he'll do anything with all his heart and all his soul. Never heard that before. John 3, 16, yes, we know that one. <laughs> so I'm like, but those are also his word, also his plan, also his, what he's doing even right now through some of the pressures in the world. So you can see getting there isn't always a piece of cake either. You guys saw on the news recently, I'm, uh, you know, in the army, and suddenly all the sky looks like this. I made a cool song called, you know, Rockets Are Falling. <laughs> and, uh, but God, God's protecting us. I remember when I was in the army, I would, I'd use this night vision, and I, I tell people this. I always remember, like, the stars are, it uses the stars' light to illuminate what you see. And, uh, and so I was in the army walking in, in different places, Lebanon and stuff. And then I remember seeing it's like a, um, like a dome, just because of the way the lighting is. It looks like you're walking under a dome. And I said, Lord, that's your protection over me, over, and Psalms 91, and that's, you're watching out for me, and I'm not going to die. I shall live and, and, and declare the goodness of the Lord. So, and I, and, I, and, I never, and I just, there is a thing called the Iron Dome. There's also a thing called David's Sling, and there you see it in action. You've seen it already, I'm sure, on the news, where it's, the one on the left is the, You've seen this picture probably even before. But the one on the left is the defense. It's, it's missiles that we shoot to try to stop the incoming. So it's not easy to make Aliyah. It's not easy. It's really hard. You need to be planted in the land. You need a little help, and that's going to segue into why we started the Aliyah Return Center. But so this is our congregation meeting today. Everybody's, you know, it's just like this pretty much. And so there, I'm in the army as well, master sergeant. After I was uh, anointed in, as leadership in the congregation, I've been able to do bar mitzvahs, of course, do uh, weddings, uh, officiate, and uh, even some mikveh, some baptism. And that's how I met Tom and Mary. Yes. <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected, right? Isn't that funny? And uh, so it's all connected. <laughs> and uh, so really fast, there's this thing called the Aliyah Return Center. It was founded under a decade ago. And uh, so we're, it's all just about giving free stay for the new immigrants. It's a charity, registered charity. And so we started it about under a decade ago. And it's to help, it's to bring, them, bring the nations in Israel together. We have our discipleship school there. 
we have the help with getting their stuff there. There's some people that say, look, I can't make Alia. I just need my, I have a whole shipping container of stuff. And so I need the stuff to get there. I don't have the money. We're like, you will help raise the funds and get your stuff there. Um, we'll help you get settled when you get there. We'll give you a place to stay. We'll help you open your business. We'll help you all kinds of integration. It's called absorption, you know? Got the vertical galley house of prayer. And now there's a part of it that's 24-7. The altar of prayer is 24-7, just praying for Alia. Anyone who wants, you can log in at any time of the day or night, and you just there's people doing three-hour shifts all over the world. It's just amazing that that's working because people are also dry. They're also drained. They're also hungry. Congregations have been closed around the world, and people need that time with God, intimacy with God. They need it. And so they're just jumping in and doing three-hour watches. Sounds like a lot, but it's happening. So we'll see you all there <laughs> um, online. Anyway, so, and hospitality, of course. The Ali Return, I'll, send, I'll show you a little video. It's just 20 seconds long or whatever. And, oh, I see the sound is off on it for some reason. <laughs> well, I'll just tell you what it is. This is how it looks when people make their immigration. And this is how it looks when Christians come around and lovers of Israel come around them to welcome them at the airport, giving them a place to stay, right? They're renovating old broken down barns or buildings and fixing them up for people to stay in them. Yes, really nice. But we are in a time, why do we need redemption? Because like the Amorite, there's 10 places in the Bible that talk about judgment, talks about a cup of judgment. I totally believe this is, anyone seen Indiana Jones before? Yeah, it's this guy, he's this archeologist. Anyway, so he, he comes to this place and there's this Templar, which is the remnants of the Crusaders and they were left to safeguard the holy sites. Anyway, so he meets one of these guys in this, in this cave, which I was in Petra, it's actually not, that place isn't there. But long story short, he's like, choose a cup. Uh, there's a cup that's the, the Holy Grail or the cup of communion or the cup of Passover or the cup of redemption. So he goes, this is a, there's a cup, but it could be judgment. So he's warning him in the movie, it could be drinking judgment unto yourself if you're not redeemed. It won't be a cup of redemption and eternal life with Yeshua. He's saying that. There's a lot of things in that movie. And so... He goes, and, and the, the bad guy takes the other cup, and he dies, and someone else takes it and has eternal life. Anyway, the point is there's 10 places in the Bible that talk about this. Surely all the wicked of the earth must drain down a cup of wrath and drink down its dregs. Kind of scary. You remember what happened to the Amorites? You remember what happened to all the places? It's a scary thing when that time comes. Scary. And I, it's a sobering thought, like, wow, it's, it, 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 can, it will happen. Look what happened to every country. Look at Pompeii. Look at, you just, you look at the examples, Rome and Babylon and, and uh, Persia, so on and so forth. And you see there is a cup, but it doesn't have to be drunk. It doesn't have to be. There could be a redemption. There could be could be a good redemption, and we're all the facilitators of it, I believe, because God wants to use us as his hands and feet. What makes God happy? Here's the question. What makes God happy? Anyone know? Faith? Yes? 
Obedience, okay, yeah, yeah. He definitely gets happy, sad, uh, jealous, you know, you know, gives out vengeance, you know. There's, there's, he definitely feels all these things. I'll tell you what makes God feel really, really happy. Like I was just saying, Luke 15, I tell you there is more rejoicing in heaven when one sinner repents and is redeemed than when the 99 than the 99. He just loves that rejoicing. Imagine all of heaven rejoicing. Can you even imagine that for a second, what all of heaven rejoicing is like? It's just, it, it's like this times, it's, it's, this is the template here. A temp, the joy we felt today is a small taste of the greater joy, you know? Guess what else makes him happy? That's what I was just singing. The redeemed returning makes him happy. Look at this. Gladness and joy will overtake them. Sorrow and sighing will flee away. It's supernatural joy, something supernatural. It's from God that we feel such joy. And then, you know, another thing, what makes you happy? Just real fast, what makes you happy? Ice cream sundae, uh, time with the kids, trip to Malta, I don't know. <laughs> you know, that you're just like, ah, oh, that was a good steak dinner, steak. Think of that happiness that God feels that. God feels happiness when redemption, he just, imagine that. Isn't that cool? We can help make God happy through acts of redemption. And he loves telling these parables, the, the widow's coin. What about all the coins she has? She's got other coins, but she, you know, but that coin redeemed is what really does it for the Lord. And that's why he talked about it so much. The, the prodigal, you know, the prodigal son. So you see, look at the joy of the father filled with compassion giving him the ring, giving him the robe, just the joy of redemption. So I think we're going to have some supernatural parties. And, and people are like, what are you talking about, Haim? We, maybe you don't get it, Haim. We are, we're all depressed. <laughs> there's, you know, okay? there's baddies doing stuff around everywhere, and, 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 and I do get it. That's the very time of the highest levels of joy. That's the highest levels of joy ever is during the time when baddies are trying to do stuff. It's the joy of the father to redeem his children. He's got, there's some great, we could be on the brink of the greatest revival, which is in the roots, which has the roots. It's not a brush fire. It's the revival with no rival. It's the one that continues all the way till the return. It's, it's the one with the roots, so it doesn't just burn out. You see the difference? And we're on the, we're on the, brisk, on the brink of that, on the dawn of the restoration of all things. How do we know that? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, in the Bible, there's lots of kinds of redemption. I don't want to go into all of them. You remember the one uh, with Ruth, right? So it's an Aliyah story. Remember how, how she got into the lineage of Yeshua is through an Aliyah journey. Naomi was doing her Aliyah to Israel. And then Ruth was a Moabite woman. And she said, I want to help out in your Aliyah. I want to get, help you out with like an Aliyah return center type of thing. So I want to join with you and help you. And, and so then, of course, uh, Boaz shows up and he says, I'm the kinsman redeemer. I'm going to help you and, re and redeem. So he wants to redeem relationships and in that bring about an amazing plan. Yeshua came from this Aliyah story. That's how Yeshua's lineage is from that. Isn't that amazing? Uh, I, it's, to think of these things is crazy. Oh, push the right arrow again, because I think something was touched there. Push the right, yeah, just the right. Um, 
There you go, yes. So that's one redemption is the families redeemed. We can believe for our kids. Some people have kids that walked away. Some people have, you know, their community. We can believe for that. It's, it's, it's promised. There's, um, okay, money. Some people are struggling with money and their businesses. But there's promises that Joel chapter 2, he'll redeem those things. It's, this is just the Bible, okay? <laughs> he'll redeem those things, the business. The, some people say, well, how do we, our family's really struggling right now financially. Do you think God can redeem those things too? Amen? Yeah. Can we really believe for that with fullness of faith? I believe with fullness of faith, God can redeem like Job and make it even more. You know, it's not, it's not beyond God's power at all. See, this is uh, when they made the Aliyah from Egypt. There's this, there's this promise of a great outpouring. I'm sure it's talked about here all the time, Ezekiel 36. But you see, when they came from Egypt, this, um, in your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. I thought that was so cool because that's, what we're, that's what's happening right now. There's so many requests. We have so many requests for help right now, more than we've ever had ever. Even the Jewish agency is flooded with requests, and, and it's just we can't, even, we can't even reach everybody. It's too much. Too many people that are from all over the world coming back to the... Okay, what, someone's like, well, well, what if I've been in sin? I just got too depressed. I just got too overloaded in this season, and I've been doing sin. Who thinks... Okay, let's just read it. Psalms 130, he himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. I love that. He himself will redeem all who will be redeemed, who want to be redeemed. And um, so what does it mean? It just means the payment, the clearing a debt. So you know the whole thing about um, credit card is like the sacrificial system. I came up with this thing. It's like you cover even the word uh, mercy seat. That's a little confusing. It's, it's the uh, kapoet, or the covering. It's the cover lid of the Ark of the Covenant, where those two angels, cherubs, are. That cover lid is called the mercy seat, or the kapoet, the covering. So whenever the animal sacrifices are dropped, the blood is dropped there seven times. It's just a covering. It's like a credit card. You go there, and you swipe it. Like, we'll cover that, but it doesn't pay for it. Never does it ever pay. What is paying for it? Redeeming, propitiation, redemption. So we're not talking about just covering it. We're talking about a, t a way to be totally reset. All the, any problems in the history, a, a, the beginning of 2021, I was asking the Lord, what are you saying for this year? What are, you, what are the things? And I got these seven R's. You can tell me if it resonates. There's another R. If it resonates with you. That God's doing now. This is what I believe God is doing right now. One, refining a remnant. First R, refining. In fact, let's just say together refining. Refining. All right. Number two, righteousness. Let's say righteousness. Righteousness. Bring in righteousness back, okay? Um, three, resurrection. Resurrection. That's not living in. The, it's living in a resurrected life where there is healings, like the, the, the person who was on the group that came to Israel and we baptized her, we prayed for her, and she walked out of her wheelchair. That is what happened. In the, that's what happened on the last trip. Was that the last trip that you guys brought? The last, the last trip that came from with Stu and Millie, and we met them in the galley. That was someone walked out of a wheelchair. That's living in a resurrected life. 
in the resurrection, not in just a theory or a philosophy. Uh, okay, recompense. Recompense. I believe that there is a recompense the enemy's going to get. Okay, and um, return. Return. There is the return to the heart, Father's heart, a tshuva, which also means repentance. Tshuva, return, means repentance, too, in Hebrew. It's the two words. I believe that this is, there's also physical return to Israel of the Jewish people. And restoration. Restoration. Where, we're, where people are coming, they're able to learn the language of Hebrew, get a job, get settled. But more than that, restored to the Father's heart. The, re, the restoration. I believe it's real. I believe it's happening. I see it happening right now. But if you sum all these up, one word, I think, sums them all up. Redemption. Amen. It sums it all up because that's what I believe God is doing right now. It's, it's all that. It's all redemption. So real fast, what is, what is it? why do we go pray at the state house? Why do we go pray? What, what is this all about? One, it holds that cup a little longer, the cup of before it pours out wrath. It gives a little more time for redemption. It's a redemption uh, time extender. That's what intercession does. It's like, Lord, please, you know, we, we repent on behalf, and it gives a little more time. And it, like it happened with uh, Jonah in Nineveh. Like it, you know what I mean? A little more time. Now let's look at some Galileans. Well, at least one. Who's seen this, The Chosen? You guys like that? <laughs> chosen i mean there's some things that are that are like oh this could be different but i liked it i like that they're showing the galileans and i feel like hey we should have done this right in israel <laughs> but uh so peter in john chapter 21 peter had just denied yeshua three times he's like i don't know that guy i don't know i don't know him aren't you the galilean that was with him no i don't know him then john 21 he goes to the galilee to the sea of galilee yeshua meets him and he is redeemed. Do you love me? Once. Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Twice. Feed my sheep. Do you love me three times? And he's very grieved. Because he just denied him three times. But he is redeemed. The plan wasn't over for him. He was in the middle of a redemption process. He didn't know it when he's there at that fire denying Yeshua. He didn't know he's still in a redemption process. That's crazy to think that when Yeshua is, when Peter is there, not doing good things, he's still part of a redemption process. And Yeshua said, no, it's still on. The plan is still on. Look at Job and, you know, Paul. He's persecuting believers, but God has a plan for him, a redemption plan for him. And we know that the lamb redeems, right? The lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Many people, it seems, in society talking about money. Money this, money that, money this. No matter how much money people have, no one can redeem his, this is the Bible, no one can possibly redeem his brother or pay his ransom to God. The redemption of his soul is costly and never can payment suffice. We, we know this. We can't buy our way into heaven. All the fancy cars, all the, this, the I, I guess I see sometimes in the world a society that's like talking about money a lot. I'm like, this is, this is something that, when we seek first his kingdom, all the things will be added the firstborn, we must redeem the firstborn. It's, it's the law. You want to talk about the Torah? The law is the firstborn must be redeemed. The first fruit must be redeemed. And it says, you redeem every firstborn with a lamb. If you don't redeem it, you're to break its neck. 
the firstborn of your sons, your children. So do we want to go towards judgment, death, or do we want to be redeemed by the Lamb? That's the choice offered in the, in the law, you know. We can be dead or we can be redeemed by the Lamb. Who's the firstborn other than our actual firstborn or first paycheck or first thing that we have to... Aha! Israel is my firstborn. Mm. Exodus chapter 4, and that's an alia passage. It's, the, it's about the return to Israel. So part of this redemption story is the return of those people as, their will, as they want, as they can, to the land. But the land remembers. Different countries, oh, I love these flags, because every country, everyone's in a redemptive story. Whether it's the islands, the British islands, whether it's Norway, Sweden, Finland, you know, America, Canada, it's Singapore. Redemption story. And God remembers, the land remembers, God remembers. And we just, this is exactly what um, Siri shared just now. She said about how the third and fourth generation is there's a remembrance. But we can be those who end that. We don't have to wait for 400 years. We don't have to wait for 400 years. We can be those catalysts that, that are the facilitators of God's redemption. It doesn't matter if it's First Nations. There's a redemption there. doesn't matter black and white, Arab and Jew. There's redemption available in every situation and to enter into a fullness. A, the word shalom, you know, shalom. What does it mean? What does shalom mean? Peace and fullness, wholeness, yeah. There is a... It, there's a full, greater fullness that we need. There's greater fullness that we need as a nation. There is, and it's called redemption. And there's a quantifiable blessing cycle. That's why I was so glad that that song, you heard Joshua Aaron um, and others were singing this song of, called The Blessing. Yeah, and you, maybe you probably play it here. It's, it's such, a good, such a good song. That's what, we're, that's what we want is blessing to continue, blessing and blessing and blessing and more blessing. Yes, for sure. God is within us. We have the power to do it. We're going to do it. Okay, I said this already. It's we're redeemed. Now, here's the thing. We need to have the Father's joy. If he's really that joyful, we, we got to be able to, if we don't have it, we need to ask him for more of your joy, Not even, even if we don't feel it. Um, my wife's dad, she always, he always says, um, rejoice in the Lord always, even in trials. So he'll literally start jumping around. Like he'll just, <laughs> it looks kind of awkward, <laughs> but he's like, something bad happens. And then he's just like, hallelujah, I rejoice in the Lord always, even now in my trial. Hallelujah. And he just starts jumping. And I thought, you know what, to take hold of that supernatural joy is it's available to us it's the father's joy and uh and it's the joy of redemption oh i love this can i read this isaiah because I, I mean it's it's connected with the whole service oh swept away your fences like a cloud your sin like the morning mist return to me because i have redeemed you and i love open mics because people get to get up there and tell their story that's They've overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony of redemption. Everyone's got a different thing. Now, one thing. For some reason, people look at life in black and white. I don't know why that is. Just like this or that, on or off. No, it's, it's a redemption story. It's got lots of letters between A and Z. 
you guys say Z or Z? No, Z. Z. <laughs> Z. A and Z. And Aleph and Taf, there's, there's a whole journey there, which it's going to be fun. And we're actually getting near to the end here. But now let me just tell you this. It's about Israel and the nations together. I don't hold the key to our own redemption. Chaim the Galilean doesn't hold the key to my own redemption. Isn't that a crazy thought? I have a key right here, which I really believe that, I, that God is going to open supernatural doors. But right here is a key that I hold. I keep this with me. I believe that God is going to open for us doors supernaturally that no one can close. And I just remind myself that there, if someone's like, that's a closed door. That's impossible. No, it's not. And, and I'm going to go through it. You know, because God's going to open that supernaturally for us. We have the keys we were just reading just this morning. Okay? There's a redemption of Israel and the nations for his namesake. You know, if, he's, if his name is true. So think about this. In the United States, they hold the key to Israel's redemption. You might say, what are you talking about? Romans 11.11. It says... You know, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But because of their fall, salvation came to the nations. Why? So they can make the Jewish people jealous. They can do make the Jews. Not Jewish people make the Jewish people jealous. That's not what it says here anyway. It says that the nations will make the Jewish people jealous and unlock a great redemption, which is life from the dead. If you go down to verse 15, 11 verse 15, life from the dead resurrection power, but it's this United States entering into its calling that unlocks a blessing for Israel. Isn't that crazy to think about? You hold the key to the great redemption. You here do. I don't hold the key to my own redemption. It's you got to make Israel jealous. Fullness of redemption, the full victory, like that's, that's such a good word because he must remain in heaven until, this is Acts 3, he must remain in heaven until the restoration of everything promised long ago by the holy prophets. Yeshua must remain in heaven until then, until we do our part as prophesied. What did all the prophets talk about? I just put it at the beginning. They all talked about Aliyah. They, they all, all these prophets talked about a great return to, of the Jews. There they are. There's boats coming back. And it says again, Isaiah 49, it says, I'll lift up my hand to the Jewish people. No, mm -mm, this is not for Jewish people. Well, it benefits Jewish people, but this, this is so crazy to think about this. This is not a word for Jewish people. This is, so if you know anyone, <laughs> you, there might be Jewish people in this room, but this happens to be a word that says, I'll lift up my hand to the nations. They will bring your sons in their arms. They will carry your daughters on their shoulders. The nation's got to do it. The, the Americans. You're in America, so we're in the redemption place. <laughs> we're in the redemption place. The, the nations are going to do this. Not Jewish people will bring Jews. Isn't that an interesting thought? I, you know? And so it's, it's, it's written there. And I'll have some time for questions just in a second. But what do we do when a redemption seems so far away, so out of reach? We encourage each other like this. We bring up the verses. Read the verses of redemption. Read Exodus 6. And, and know that we will see our Redeemer. Our Redeemer lives. Testify. Yeah, my Redeemer lives. We won't let the devil steal our joy. 
because we know we're in this process. And uh, so let's see if we can hear the sound on this one. You might have to push the sound on. I see the sounds off on the corner there. You see the left corner down. Yeah, is the sound there. Maybe we'll hear it better. Ticket. Alia is an ongoing process. The Alia Return Center was founded in the Galilee for such a time as this, to offer practical, holistic support to Israel in their process towards a successful and enduring Aliyah. What's more, Christians learn more than theology. They gain hands-on experience in serving and working together for Israel. Return Ministries has been teaching Christians from around the world about taking prophetic action to help Jewish people to be returned and restored. Working together for Israel means supporting their return and their restoration or their absorption. We invite Christians from all over the globe to come. Join our discipleship and ambassador programs. Be part of a working community where we learn and serve to return his people and to settle them in the promised land. Christians already at this time are helping over 100 very needy Israelis and lone soldiers who don't have families here. We essentially are able to be their family. At its optimum, this center will be able to help 500 Israelis in need. While people of faith take action, we see these prophecies being fulfilled. As Christians engage in these works of righteousness here in the land, the Jewish community watches and relationships and trust a foundation is being laid where we work together, serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, co-laboring you know, with his people as we do his will in his land. Please make your donation today. Your monthly gift is a commitment with us in blessing Israel, blessing God. The Aliyah Return Center. That's uh, one of the places. There's a few properties that we have that we house them, and we see how they start crying. They say, "What you mean? I'm like Abraham? Yes, you're like Isaac and Jacob too. You're coming to fulfill your destiny just by and and we're here and nations who believe in Yeshua with their flags, holding their flags, are here to help you, and here to uh, bless you, and." I believe that this is part of unlocking a great worldwide redemption. I believe it's part of it, according to these verses we read. Now, I want to show one more video, and then we'll, then we'll have some time for questions. This is what happened to us. I showed this last night in our Shabbat dinner. But this happened to us, and it keeps on happening, where you remember that the Holocaust wasn't just a mass murder. It was also mass robbery. You know that? It was a mass robbery of lands and, and rings and teeth and... It was a horrible time, and we're starting to see that they're like my own aliyah was someone gave gold and silver when I, well, gold coins when I made my aliyah, and then I look in the Bible at Babylon, and they gave, uh, Cyrus gave gold and silver to help them with their journey home. Egypt gave gold and silver to help them on their journey home, and so look what happened to us and what keeps happening. In 2015, there is a gentleman that says, I have 10 white trucks that I want to donate to Israel to help the poor. But it came with a, a condition. You need to challenge Christians to give out of a love for God to bless Israel. So we started a campaign in Western Canada. And in 60 days, we did 100 meetings from West Coast of Canada to East Coast of Canada. And we were asking Christians to help support 
what God is doing here in Israel. And um, the most amazing thing happened. We watched Christians not only give money, but they began to give gold and silver. Now we asked for gold and silver and we said, well, we thought maybe they would give us the broken necklace. Maybe they would give an earring that was missing its match. Maybe old boyfriend jewelry. But we were blown away. We were literally in awe of what happened. People began to give us their greatest treasure. It, the only way I could explain it, it was like Moses asking for the Israelites to give gold and silver to build the temple. People gave their heirlooms, their mothers, their parents that have since passed away, their wedding rings. And, and every night we were seeing all this gold and silver and people were taking it off their bodies. I can't tell you, Brad, how many people took their wedding rings off and began uh, putting in our hands. Uh, and, and I'm going, you know, does your husband agree with this? Does your wife agree with this? Next thing you know, they would come. It was like a phenomenon that's still happening today. And it happens night after night after night in 2015. And we were left with a challenge. We, we were just gonna melt this gold and silver down to, for money. But how can you take something that was more valuable than the gold and silver? It was the heart that gave it. It was treasure. So we didn't know what to do. We waited on the Lord for about three months. And we sensed the Lord was saying to us, melt the gold down, but turn them into new rings. So what we did is we made what's called restoration rings, and we put on it a passage of scripture out of Jeremiah 30, verse three, which says, I will restore all things to you. And last September, I brought a delegation of Canadians, almost 80 of us, 77, some Americans as well, and we came to Israel and we would go and I would take a Jewish person's hand and I would take the ring and I would put it on his finger. Many of them would, would then all of a sudden give me the hand where they have their wedding ring and they would put it on here. It was almost like God inside us was saying, I have a new covenant and I'm proposing. We, had, we saw it over and over again. In one meeting we did here, not too far from here in Tiberias, 100 Holocaust survivors came. We put a ring on every Holocaust survivor's finger, the tears that would come down. And, and we said, we know that these rings were taken off your fingers in, in Auschwitz, in Birkenau. And, and we're here to say, this is just a token of Canadians, many Canadians love, because in the end, I have to say, they tell me, that retail, we had over $2 million worth of gold and silver given. Uh, melt value is uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars if we were to do it. So what we did is we started a new campaign. We said for $500, we will take your gold. You can either give us gold and silver or you can give us $500 and we'll make this ring. We'll give them pictures and books and tell them why people did this and we'll put events on in Israel. So we've been starting to do this since last September. Uh, coming this June, it's the 50th anniversary, 50, of Jerusalem. So we're giving them to Holocaust survivors in Jerusalem. And uh, I've got events that I'm even working with Orthodox Jews because they can't believe it. Because they themselves are saying, we haven't seen this since Egypt. 
We haven't seen it since Babylon, that the Gentiles are again giving gold and silver as the Jewish people make their aliyah, as they make their exodus, as they return. Um, of course, we're using the funds that come from these things to help support projects such as this uh, here at uh, Betzera, uh, here at the LA Return Center uh, near the Jordan River. This is real, guys. This is real. This isn't like just a kind of like a sermon. This is a real, just a testimony of what's really going on. You know, I, I heard tell that maybe even tonight there may be a Holocaust survivor here today, this morning, uh, perhaps. Is, is Sarah Moses here? Oh, wow. Sarah, would you like to, uh, would you like to come up uh, and, and say shalom to everyone? Uh, we, I don't have on me, but we have a ring for you. Don't have it on me, though, but we have a ring for you that we want to uh, give you. I have to get it from Canada. <laughs> but I just think we should just take a moment and pray even right now. Lord, we thank you for your redemption that you're doing. Thank you that you are doing things that are beyond our, our ability to ever imagine. You're doing things that are, that are written so many thousands of years ago, and you are, you are redeeming even the things that we thought were unredeemable. We thank you for what you're doing. Amen. And so your name is Sarah Moses? Sarah Moses, and I survived the youngest child there, Bergen Belson, where Anne Frank died. Oh. And I am so grateful to hear what you had to say. Oh. Thank you. Well, let me hold, give you, hold your hand for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Praise you and praise yeah. you. Yeah, oh, you know, this is... Oh, thank you, Lord, for this. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, you know what? Um, is I don't have a ring on me, but we have a ring for you, uh, for real. And uh, it's it's a gold and silver. And we just felt that it's like part of God's uh, desire to show you that it, with a tangible way that there are people that really practically stand with you and care for you and love you. And God is redeeming all things. Treasure it. I will treasure it. Oh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Well, we're, well, tell us. Maybe you will get it to Stu, and Stu will give it to you. That's probably how okay. we'll do it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, All and right. Dean's coming down real soon. He can bring one. Oh, praise right. the Lord. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And, uh, and God is doing something amazing in the earth today. Hallelujah. Oh, I should have brought that with me, though. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. I, you know, I'm just going to go really out on a limb and say I believe Christians throughout America are going to just start, when the great wave of Ali happens, they're going to start bringing gold and just dumping it on synagogues and saying, will this cover your flight? Will this help you? Will this help you get your stuff there? It's going to be crazy, okay? <laughs> There's big stuff coming, and God's preparing us right now. Uh, and, oh, it's, okay, so some, some bad things, you know, some bad things. But I'm just going to go down to the end. When these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption, your redemption is drawing nigh. Praise the Lord. So um, I just want, I wanted to end with this, and there's some questions, if anyone, I know we went on really long, <laughs> some questions, if anyone has any questions from, about Israel, but uh, we're born, we're born again, we're discipled, and then we have to start taking prophetic Prophetic, redemptive action. That's what we got to do. It's, I don't think it's enough to 
just be born, be born again. We got to be discipled and then take prophetic action. It's part of it. And, uh, and so I invite everybody, of course, to come to us in the Galilee, visit, pray for us, come volunteer. Yeah, and, and by the way, as a last word, these are my wife's little uh, Pray for the Peace of Jerusalem silver necklaces she makes. And she actually wrote a book called I Am Miriam. You know, Mary is actually, her, her Galilean gal name is Miriam. So she's like, hey, I'm Miriam. And uh, so she brings, it's a drama. It's, a, it's really cool. So you can go to Amazon if you're interested in finding out more about that. So that's all I had to share about that. Let's end in prayer. Lord, we know that we are imperfect vessels and we, we mess up. And we, uh, and we fail so many times, and we're just earth, we're just clay. But we know that, that you have a plan, Lord, not only to redeem our family, us, our family, but also our community, also our nation. That Matthew 25 says the nations that heard the voice of the shepherd will be gathered, the nations. So we're, we're believing for this nation believing for this nation, and we're praying, and yeah, going to, the court, going to the city hall or to the town center and believing that we are part of this redemption. Help us, Lord. Show us how to enter in. Show us how to, wherever we are, how to enter into this story that has to do with Israel and the nations connecting. For your honor and your glory, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> I, I just, is anybody... You know, I know we've gone long, but, you know, this is welcome to Orchaim. But if there's any questions that you'd like to ask of Chaim, um, please, I don't want us to rush off. If anybody has any questions they would like to, and then we're going to take an offering. How can we get that list of scriptures? Yeah, and I have some. I have enough for everybody here, actually. I have in my computer. I'll just give you a printout as well. But yeah, but do write your emails as well back there. Then we can be in touch. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, I'm, there's so many things I don't know about the um, Jewish culture, but is God calling all Jews? I mean, they were dispersed, and is he calling all the Jews back to Israel, and then is when this happens, there's like a pilgrimage. They don't necessarily have to live there. Do they just come for a time and then go back to their home, or does he want them to all come back and, and stay? It's a good question. Good question. A wonderful. It's, it's an interesting question. So we know the end of the story. Way in the end, when Yeshua returns, Ezekiel 39 says, all the Jewish people will live in Israel. Not one will be left. That's the end after all the redemptive process has happened. But we just need to know that all who want to go are, should be blessed in their journey. That's the main thing about the timing of when. We know in the end, Ezekiel 39, they will all live there. Jewish people, we will all live there. But now is the redemptive process and where people uh, are desirous of that, I lo we love to encourage them and just say, well, look, you're part of a great plan. Let's bless you. But there's many who are called and planted in many places as part of the redemptive process right now. <laughs>